This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So, what an exciting time to be alive. God is moving and He's changing lives and really impacting people. So even on Christmas Day, so um, previous years we had one Christmas service. And so in 2022, December, Christmas Day, we had a quite a full one service. And so we decided we're going to do two services end of 2023. It was a bit of a, we're unsure if it's going to work. And so in the first service, it was packed. And I was like, oh my goodness, everybody's coming to the first service. So I asked the ushers to remove chairs at the back. And then um, the second service was also packed. So they had to put all the chairs back again. And I'm like, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> ye of little faith. We had like 40% more people on Christmas Day this year than the previous year. Amen. Praise God. And in the second service, about 20 people committed their lives to Christ. The, the whole, one whole family committed their lives to Jesus. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So thank you for everybody who invited, friends and family, and who joined us. It was, it was beautiful. And, and the Lord is, he is moving. He really is. I am, God is moving here in us as a church. He's growing. Um, we're growing numerically. Um, next week, I'll maybe I'll show some stats of what God's doing. Um, but it's more than the numbers. It's the, the depth. It's the, the passion. It's the, the hunger that I'm picking up in, in, in you guys. That's just beautiful to see. And so I want to share with us about, about alignment with the divine assignment and, and how we can align our lives through the whisper of God, hearing his voice. And so I was reading a book. I know who's heard about John Wimber. Anybody raise a hand? Those who've been in the kingdom for a while would know John Wimber. So here's a photo of John Wimber. He was known for saying, I'm a fool for Christ. Whose fool are you? Because you're going to be somebody's fool. You have to decide who's it going to be. And so he was known. He's the founder of the Vineyard Church Movement. So there's vineyard churches in South Africa, but he, he lived in California in, in the United States. They started there. He was known for the presence of God on his life, the power of the Holy Spirit. He was known for miracle signs and wonders following his ministry. But many, not many people know about the backstory of how it actually started. He wasn't pursuing the, the power of the Holy Spirit. It was like, he was like, he was, he, he says he was like dragged, kicking and screaming <laughs> into the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So I want to give you a bit of a, the backstory. So in 1978, um, their church was gathering in a gymnasium, school gymnasium. And at that stage, they were like anti the manifestations of the Spirit. They would like oppose praying in tongues or speaking in tongues. They would oppose anything that is like outside the box. They were like word people, but not spirit people. And so John Wimber, um, a guy called Lonnie Frisbee, who was used to um, 
the Lord used in the, in the Jesus movement, the Jesus people movement, late 1960s, beginning 1970s, big move of God in the U.S. Um, you know, he, he sort of invited himself to come and preach at his church. And John, it was an evening service. And John was like, oh, I don't know what I've done here. Lonnie was a young man. And uh, he was like, so as, he, as John sat down to listen to the message, he was a little bit uncomfortable. And, but as Lonnie preached, it was like a solid message. So he sort of relaxed and thought, okay, everything's fine. You know, everything's going to be fine. And then, <clears throat> then things got interesting. So at the end of the service, Lonnie called young people. There was a lot of young people in the evening service. And he called them forward, especially those who wish to live their lives under the power of the Holy Spirit. So Lonnie prayed a brief and simple prayer, first confessing the church's failure to give place to the Holy Spirit, and then he concluded with the words, come Holy Spirit, and then all pandemonium broke loose. He says what followed was electrifying to Wimber's intense alarm. The young people fell on the floor, some crying out noisily. One young man seemed to be flung forward in such a way that his mouth jammed over the microphone. Since he was speaking in tongues, which he didn't normally do, his gibberish screeched over the sound system. Pandemonium erupted. The young preacher, Lonnie Frisbee, became agitated, shouting excitedly, more Lord, more. <laughs> so at one point, he raised his hand and he shouted, Jesus is Lord. And then the people in the stands fell to the floor as well. Powerful move. And, and it's a, w- Wimber was furious. He was unable to um, stop the guy broadcasting tongues over the microphone because all the bodies on the ground. He, he called to some young people to remove the young man, but they couldn't. The situation was out of control. Wimber's anger increased at the young people's apparent inability to respond to his instructions and at his own inability to regain control of what was happening. Several members of the congregation uh, left in anger. One guy hit his bi- closed his, hit his Bible and like got up and stormed out. You know, they were like, "What? This is not good." And so eventually things calmed down, but the storm in John Wimber's Minds had only begun. His peace was destroyed once back at home. He was unable to subdue his agitation. So he slept poorly. He was awake right through the night and he was praying and seeking God. Like on one hand, he was angry at Lonnie Frisbee, this young preacher. On the other side, he was concerned about his congregation members' response. And on the other side, he was like, what was that? This incredible power manifested at this young man's prayer. But he was uncertain. What what was this power? Was this the devil? Was this demonic? Was this God? He didn't know. You know, so he got up early in the morning. He searched the scriptures and he was, you know, he couldn't find a prayer that says, come Holy Spirit. Couldn't find it in the Bible. But he found, you know, places where people would shake or maybe fall uh, under the power of the Spirit in the Bible. And But he was still... He felt haunted, like, what is going on? And then he was weary in body and mind, but still uncertain and confused. But he prayed for clear guidance. He prayed, said, Lord, please speak to me. What was that? (laughs) 
And so around 6.30 that next morning, a pastor friend phoned him. The Lord woke this pastor friend and he felt that he needed to phone Wimber and share with him three words. And so John was like, okay, what are those words? And the words were, that was me. That was the word. That was me. And so John found found peace, knowing that that it was God. Although it offended his flesh, it offended his him, it, it offended his senses. But that brought a massive shift in his life. That was the instigating moment where he realized that in the past he had been opposing the move of God. And so he realigned. He, he, he found alignment with his divine assignment. To partner with the Holy Spirit instead of opposing the work of God. And so the Lord used him mightily to launch this church movement called the Vineyard Church Movement. Used him to release renewal and revival to different parts of the world and the church. Well, God used him mightily in the 1980s and 90s to, to bring a renewal. But it all came down to the whisper of God. If he didn't have that whisper, this, that was me, he would have, he, he, he would have missed his call. He would have missed his divine assignment. And so this reveals the importance of the whisper of God. We need to hear from the Lord. Sometimes something is truly of God, but we, 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 we don't have clarity or understanding. And so um, in this book I read, they, they shared that in the 1980s, middle 80s, John Wimber was in the UK and he was ministering at a conference or a meeting. And there was a pastor who was very much opposed to these things, the manifestations of the spirit. So he didn't feel it was of God. But anyway, he reluctantly went to one of these John Wimber meetings and he came late. Didn't really want to be there. So as he came into the building... Just as it was entering in, it was like sort of the end time of the ministry time. And so John said, Holy Spirit, come. So they said the guy turned around and he's like stormed out of the building. But on his way, before he got to the door, the power of God fell upon him and he fell down under the power of the Holy Spirit. And his life was radically altered as he encountered God. And so what I realize is, is one of two things that you really need. You need the whisper of God or you need an encounter yourself. You need to experience God for yourself if you want to align with what God is doing. So if John Wimber didn't hear that whisper, if he didn't align, he would have missed his call. He would have missed his assignment. And I really believe God has called us. Our mission as a church is revival. To hearts, homes, and cities. I really believe it. God has called us to prepare the way for a move of God to bring renewal to the church and, 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 and release revival. I really believe that. And then we've been over the last 10 years, I, I had something similar happen to me where I had to humble myself. I had to listen to God and, 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 and humble myself to receive and to begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit.
So I want to call us today, I want to share a few things how you and I can align with a divine assignment. How? Through the whisper of God. Okay, so I want to share a few things, but how can we, what, what can we learn from that story I just shared about John Wimber? Number one, God's stories fill the gaps of Scripture. In other words, Scripture doesn't explain everything in detail. It would say the Holy Spirit came, but it doesn't explain, well, what did it actually look like? And so when you and I study past revivals and when we read biographies of men and women of God who had encounters with God, then it sort of, it fills the gaps. Well, well maybe that look, it looked like that. Maybe it looked like that. So it's important to, 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 to read things from the past. Number two, risk is needed. John Wimber had to risk with Lonnie Frisbee, a young man from a different flow. Risk is needed. And so I feel that's sort of what I'm currently doing is with the interviews, video interviews I'm doing, I am, I am looking for opportunities with a wider body of Christ to interview men and women of God and to, and, and, and it's risky. It's risky because it's different. Some people are different, different flows, different parts of the body of Christ. But if we could discover what somebody carries, we can have more of Jesus. Come on, say more of Jesus. Now that is the goal. That is the mission. And so the Lord Jesus Christ has released grace upon different parts of the body of Christ. And if we could have eyes to see, we can have more of Jesus. And so I'm loving these these interviews and connections with different parts of the body of Christ. And I'm like, man, I'm just learning. I'm receiving. I am celebrating. I feel almost like God has called me to be a bridge builder to expose people to what is and who is in the body of Christ so that more of Jesus can be released. And for that, we need honor. We need to see what somebody carries. But how do we normally function? We're afraid of something that's different. And then we criticize it and we judge it. You know, so there's so many people that are terrified of deception in the last days. And they have more faith in the devil deceiving them, than in Jesus to protect them. And I tell you, if we live in fear, we're going to miss God. If we live in fear, we're going to miss the renewal that Jesus wants to bring. If we live in fear, we will not step into revival. But if we live by faith, God's going to move. God's going to move. So that's what I want to call us to. And then number three, One of my favorite statements, yes, there is more. There's always more. Never settle. Let's be hungry for the more. Let's be hungry for more of Jesus. I can just sense it in my own life. There's such a stirring now, such an expectation. I can feel there's a shift in my own life. And I believe in the church and in you guys. So come on, let's find alignment with a divine assignment. James 4, verse 6 says, he gives more grace. There's more grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The humble, the hungry, receive the more. And I want to call us into that. Okay, so let's get into it. Luke chapter 3. I tell you, I am more persuaded than ever. If we are to see 
revival break out. If we are to see this city impacted and beyond, we need to go full on for Jesus. Nothing held back. No fear. Nothing held back. Like Jesus here, we're going to follow you with everything within us. So come on, let it stir in each one of us. So Luke chapter 3 says, this is about John the Baptist. And he was called to prepare the way for the Lord. To prepare the way for Jesus. Now Jesus is revival. He is revival. When Jesus shows up, guess what? Lives are changed. Hearts are impacted. The kingdom comes because the king is present. So let's look at it. It says, as it is written in the book of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the the voice of one crying in the wilderness, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Verse 5, every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight in the rough way, smooth. And verse 6, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now, in John's case, everybody saw Jesus. That's what it's about. It's about everybody experiencing Jesus, the real deal, not dead religion. The real Jesus, that when he shows up, lives are transformed. People are saved, healed, delivered. The kingdom of God comes powerfully. So the first part of that verse, it says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Just go to the first part. The voice. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Okay. So how do we prepare the way for revival? For Jesus. How do we prepare the way? A voice. A voice. John was a a prophet of the Lord and he was given a voice. And as he spoke, he prepared the way for Jesus. The Lord has given each one of us a voice. What are you doing with your voice? Well, with your voice, you can pray. You can call out to the Lord and say, God... Come, have your way. Lord, we pray for East London. Lord, we pray for our nation. God, we pray for the people in our environments at work or at home or family members. God, you have a voice to pray that prepares the way. You have a voice to worship like we worship this morning. That shifts the atmosphere. Shifts the atmosphere. It prepares the way for the king to come. And you have a voice that you can share with others. What Jesus has done for you. You can share, hey, Jesus washed my sins away. He set me free. Look at this incredible things he's doing in my life. And he can do the same for you. A voice. As we speak. As we speak, we prepare the way of the Lord. And I love the way it says, the voice of one. I tell you, one voice makes a difference. Amen. One voice. Just one. Just one Voice in scripture prepared the way for Jesus. So imagine if all of our voices would be in unison. What if every one of us would find our voice? And how does this work? If you want to have a voice that impacts, you first need to hear the whisper of God. 
You hear the whisper. You hear what the Lord is saying and what he's speaking. And you align your voice with his. The whisper becomes a voice. His whisper becomes the voice speaking through your life. You're in a time of prayer and you hear what the Lord is speaking about a scenario. And then you pray it unto the Lord. So you want to hear and you want that voice, that whisper to become the voice that you speak. That is alignment with the divine assignment. The voice of one crying. And then it says crying in the wilderness. You know what that speaks to me about? It speaks about a surrendered voice. I feel God is highlighting this so powerfully. The voice of the Lord that leads us into the wilderness. Now, there's a good place. It's called, it's a place of surrender. It's a place of stripping away things that are not of God. It's a place where we meet with the Lord. And so John the Baptist was anointed by God, called into the wilderness. And from that place of surrender, he could proclaim the message of, of, of the coming king. And he prepared, he prepared the environment. He prepared the way. For the king of kings to come. So the voice of one crying in the wilderness. A place of surrender. I believe the Lord is calling us. I prophetically believe God is saying this is a year of surrender. It is a year of laying down. So there's grace. There's divine empowerment to surrender. To let go of things so that we might have more of him. When we open our hands, then we can receive. But if we hold on to things you can't receive, so you want to open your hands, you want to to open your heart, you want to prepare the way for the king of kings to come and dwell within you, the voice of God revealed through you. And the dove of the Holy Spirit, a place prepared for the dove of the Holy Spirit to come and rest. What if you and I could prepare our hearts, our minds through the voice For the Holy Spirit to come, the dove of God to come and rest upon us. That is the glory of the New Testament. When God comes and reveals himself in us. Amen. Come on, the voice, become that voice. Listen to the whisper, but then become his voice. So that we might prepare the way of the Lord. Preparing the way is within the hearts and the minds of people. That's when God can come. It's not just something out there. It is in the hearts and minds of people. There needs to be a preparation. There needs to be a calling to people to come. So verse 5 there speaks about every valley shall be filled. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough ways smooth. Now, the enemy is at work. The enemy is continuously at work in the church, the wider body of Christ. To do what? To get those valleys deeper and the mountains higher and the crooked places crookeder. <laughs> Made it up a new word. <laughs> to, keep, to keep God from coming so that the way cannot be prepared. Like God moves and people are like, oh, that's the devil. Small-mindedness, unbelief, hopelessness, wrong ideas, church traditions that counteract the word of God. The enemy is continuously at work to get the church in the flesh. While God is calling us into the spirit. 
into surrender. The voice. Last week, I uh, during worship, I, I shared some of it, but I just really felt, I really felt the Lord highlight to me the, the prophetic importance of his whisper, his voice. And then I, I saw this vision of, of, of a path and, and then two roads, two options. And I felt the, the Holy Spirit say that the one option, the voice of the Lord will always lead us to the cross. Always lead us to lay down self. Always lead us to surrender. Always lead us to move into the spirit and out of the flesh. And the voice of the flesh, the voice of the enemy will always lead us into the flesh. So that's a good way to discern. Is God leading us? Because as you come to the cross, on the other side of the cross, there's resurrection. There's resurrection life. You know, so on a practical level, you know, sometimes when my wife and I, when we miss one another, and I'm like a little bit worked up now, so then I would, can't talk to her now because I'm worked up, then I will walk off, and then I would go pray a little bit, like, God, help me with this woman. And then it's very easy to discern if it's the voice of the enemy. Because the voice of the enemy will tell you, it's all her. It's all her fault. Go back and go give her a piece of your mind. Tell her where she's been wrong. Let her know her place. And I'm sure all the men would say, yes, hallelujah. <laughs> now that is not the voice of God. The voice of the Holy Spirit will lead us to humble ourselves. The voice of the Holy Spirit will lead us to go back and say you're sorry. Get over your ego. Lay down your pride. Humble yourself. It's not about always being right. I know I'm always right, but in this case, we're just going to let it go. <laughs> and so we need to discern what is the voice of God? What is the voice of the flesh? The voice of the enemy? The voice of the enemy? The voice of the flesh will always cause more damage. Cause more of a fight. And the voice of the Holy Spirit will lead us to humility, to lay down self, and to love. And so, so we need to discern this. Every day you have a choice. Every day you have a choice. Spirit or flesh. Flesh will not prepare the way for the Lord. Flesh will keep our hearts and minds in a state of more crookedness. Deeper valleys, higher mountains. It's not a place where God can come and dwell. But when we move into the spirit, when we humble ourselves, when we surrender, when we obey him, it lifts the valleys. It reduces the mountains. It prepares a highway over this rugged terrain, you know. If we're going to prepare the way for the Lord, the valleys need to be lifted. The mountains need to be brought down so that this, this highway for God can be, can be laid down. God wants to come like a jumbo jet, like a 737 jumbo jet. He wants to come and land in all his glory upon the people of God. But then we need to prepare the way. And it begins with every one of us. Every one of us need to hear the whisper. And this is the beautiful thing about the kingdom of God. It's as you die to self is that you find life. Amen. See, upside down kingdom, as you lay down your life, you actually find it and you take it up. It is freedom. 
It's freedom when we esteem others higher than ourselves. It's freedom when we choose to serve and to remind ourselves this is not about me. It's about his glory. Amen. I mean, that was the cry of John the Baptist. At some point he said, my eye become less. And he become more. Amen. And I believe this is this grace this year for every one of us to walk down this path of surrender, shutting the door of the flesh, less of me, more of him. This grace, this divine, heavenly empowerment to surrender. Let's do it. Let's do it. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. That's about may that, that everyone may see Jesus. That is the desire of our heavenly father that everyone would see Jesus. What's it going to take? Less of me, more of him. Heart, mind, body prepared. A highway for the spirit of God to come and rest. So come on, you can do it. Let's do this. And it says, make the path straight. That means no detours, just straight. Imagine, imagine we, the people of God, would be so hungry for God, so surrendered, so crying out to heaven in partnership with the whisper of God, that God's like, oh my goodness, I just can't sidestep East London. These people, I, I just have to go there. I'm going to land my plane in East London. I'm going to come in all my glory to East London because of the cries of God's people, the agreement, the preparation, the surrender. No detours, no delays, straight paths for the kingdom of God to come. Amen. Come on, revival is now. Now, right now. This is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time, as the scriptures say. Now. Now. But it needs a surrendered people. Let, let, let us be that surrendered people. And so we see this voice in the wilderness. Luke chapter 4, just a chapter on. This is just after Jesus was baptized. And the dove, the Holy Spirit, filled him. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. First thing, go and surrender. Go into the wilderness. Lay down the flesh. Jesus fasted. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. In those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, verse 3, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So the first thing after Jesus filled is there's a, a leading into fasting. So good news, people. We are doing a first fruits fast. For those who don't know, you can put on the image. First fruits fast. Yay. Come on. Don't just talk about the stuff. We have to do it. We have to live it. That's the kingdom life. 
We can't just say amen, pastor. Is it no? Hey, fast. You need to fast. So this Thursday, we're fasting. It's warm up one day. This past week, we fasted for three days, Sonic and I, and hopefully some of you joined us. We fasted. Oh, it's good. I tell you, there's something so beautiful about fasting is that in that fast time of fasting, you can feel so close to God. And sometimes you're just dying. Why am I doing this? Why do I listen to the pastor? Lord, help. (laughs) That's part of the process. Saying no to the flesh so you can say yes to Jesus. It's beautiful. So this Thursday, a one-day fast. And then next week, three days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I want to encourage you, go all the way. Like water only if you can. Warm up this Thursday, maybe some fruit. Anyway, do it how you want to do it, please sign up online. We have in our QR, the, the, the link tree, we have sign up things and then we'll send you a manual how to fast. We're here to help. And then fast, say no to the flesh as you prepare the way. And then when you would be eating, you instead you pray and you worship and you read the scriptures and you seek the face of God and we become hungry for God. We feast on the presence of the Lord. Okay, so join us for that. It is going to be beautiful. Okay, so every day of our lives, we have to make a decision. Flesh or spirit. Moving to the cross or self. And the more we choose the right way, the easier it becomes. And then we prepare the way. We lift those valleys. We cast down those mountains. We prepare the way of the Lord. And so when we give the first of this year to God, I believe he will bless the rest. As we give the first, come on, let's commit this year to the Lord. Let's draw near to him. Okay, so the the verse there, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Just put that scripture up. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. You shall not live by bread and bread makes you fat. That's what the experts say. So cut out the bread. Fast. Seek the face of God. Become spiritually fit. But it says, Jesus said there, but man shall live by every word. Another um, part of the scripture speaks about every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word that proceeds From the mouth of God. That is the whisper of God. That is the whisper of God. You know, some people believe like, you know, if you think about spiritual food, then then some would say that, you know, if you had a feast, you'd say the main course is the scriptures. As you read the scriptures, that's the main course. I would say, no, that's not the main course. That's the starter. You have to start with the starter. But the starter is you are listening to the word of the Lord today. Wonderful. The continued start to be you read the scriptures for yourself. Beautiful. And you study it. Beautiful. But I tell you the main course, the main meal is when the Holy Spirit breathes upon that word and he makes it alive. The whisper of God. There's a divine, there's a supernatural element that comes to the word. When the Lord speaks, there's alignment 
with a divine assignment. There's alignment. There's a supernatural grace. It's God's delivery mechanism to move his grace from heaven to earth through the word of God. His now, his now, his now word. Come on, say now word. Now, now. There's a now. It's one thing to read the scriptures, which is powerful. It's the truth. It's God's word. It is beautiful. But I tell you, when the Holy Spirit breathes upon the word, it's his now word. It reveals you, this is the season for you now. There's grace for you to align with this now. And he empowers you to do his will. If you want to fulfill the divine assignment, we need the now word, the whisper of God. I've just been so blessed in this last week or two, just so hearing the voice of God. You see, hearing God's voice is not a nice to have. It's not the dessert Of the meal, it is the essential, it is the main course. The word that proceeds from the mouth of God, but you have to pursue it. Okay, so next week I'm gonna get into a bit more practical side of how to hear the whisper of God. But when the when the now word comes, the incredible shifts happen in our lives. One of the things is when you hear the voice of God, life comes into your life. So it's either life or death. When the, when the, when, when the word, the now word comes, it releases life into you. Without the now word, we spiritually die. We go dry. We lack the life of Christ. When the now word comes, it moves us into the blessings of God. And without it, we experience the cursing because we're outside of his will. When we hear the voice of God, it brings transformation instead of stagnation. When we hear the voice of God, it brings a power, a powerfulness to us. It impacts instead of a powerlessness. Because with the now word, the power of the Holy Spirit moves forth. With the now word, we move into freedom instead of bondage. Because the word of God says, you shall know the truth. And it shall set you free. It's not, hey, I've heard the truth. Oh, I read it once. No, you shall know it. And when the Lord breathes upon his word, it comes alive to you. It's like, I see it. I sense it. I understand it. And there's grace now to, to, for the Lord Jesus to be revealed in one's life. Okay, so it's, it's critical. You need to hear the voice of God. Imagine a lifestyle of continuously hearing the voice of God every day. You just know this is what the Lord is saying. You're aligning with who he is and you're aligning with what he's calling you to do this day. You're not missing the person on his heart or the prayer he wants you to pray or the something that he wants you to release through your voice to prepare the way of the Lord. And so I believe there's prophetic grace for us at this time to receive the whisper of God. So I had this prophetic um, download this past week. I felt The whisper of the Lord say this, I want to speak to my people. I desire for them to hear my voice. That's the voice of the Lord, my whisper. The divine delivery of heavenly grace and truth takes place through the voice of God, the whisper. Grace to change, grace to obey, grace to accomplish I felt the Lord say, I release grace through my voice. You need to hear my voice. You need it. It's life or death. 
life or death, transformation or not. So let's pursue that. We see this in Genesis 1. We see the, this, this, these principles played out. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we, we, we see this darkness. We see chaos. We see con- like creation chaos in a sense. But the Holy Spirit was hovering over the darkness. And then what happened? Then the word of the Lord came. Then the word was spoken. It says there, and then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So I believe in the same way in every one of our lives, there are areas of chaos. Areas of darkness. Maybe in your finances. Maybe in your relationships, maybe in your relationship with God, maybe you feel bound by the flesh and by the things of this world, maybe unbelief or hopelessness or any form of negative thing, maybe it has a foothold in your life. But I tell you, the Holy Spirit is hovering over that area right now. The Holy Spirit is hovering over the chaos, over the confusion, over the darkness right now. With creative power behind him. What do you need? The whisper of God. The word of the Lord. What is God saying about that area of your life? And as the word comes, let there be light. And there is light. Amen. It's like we have been praying for a load shedding to stop. And praise God, there's a problem on this part of the ESCOM line. They are now afraid of doing load shedding here at our church and this whole area because of they're afraid the breaker is not going to survive. So we have no load shedding here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let there be light. Amen. Who says prayer doesn't work? The whole country is having load shedding and we're not having load shedding here. Jesus is on our side. And Lord, please, for a long time still, please. Long time. For the rest of the next 10 years in Jesus' name. But I tell you, we can declare the word of the Lord over areas of our lives. And then it's God's divine mechanism for releasing grace. Heavenly empowerment. Order. Life. Into that area of your life. You need the whisper of God. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.